It's Thursday, July the 6th, 2023. You're listening to episode 16 of Wes and Shelley Share, Camping Without Kids. There are no human children here, Shelley. Can you describe the children that we have with us and the setting in which you find yourself after having a glass of a delicious beverage and questioning whether or not you should be recording right now? You're so funny. Um, All right. So, yes, we are camping, quote, without kids. But we do have our two fur babies with us. So um, this is Rosie's first camping trip and Moose's second camping trip. And so far, they've just done beautifully. Um, I don't know. Do you want me to tell them about the campground or about where we are right now? Tell them where we are right now and then we'll talk about the camp. So right now, we're at the Linville Winery. Um, this is our second time to be here. It's absolutely beautiful. It's nestled inside. You can see the, the grape vineyards growing all around us, as well as right behind us, a Christmas tree farm. So there's a little pond and many families out. There's live music. It's beautiful. A little red barn. It's just very idyllic. So um, we have a glass of Riesling. Um, Linville Falls Winery. Our family is passionate about making a name in the Appalachian High Country Wines. Anyway, so it's been wonderful. Um, and we almost, we avoided the rain today. It, we had rain coming in. We, um, we actually spent today at um, Banner Elk. Um, and then we're doing this on our way back before going to the campground. So anyway, it's just wonderful. We went to Beach Mountain, which is the tallest... Uh, town, I guess, in the eastern part of the United States, east of the Mississippi. Yeah, and we saw where they do um, snow skiing in the winter at Sugar Mountain. And anyway, just so many neat little places around here to visit. And we've just, um, today was our um, go and see day. So um, yesterday was our hiking day. But um, we did a fun little hike today, though. It was kind of reminded me of walking in, I don't know. Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii or what I would envision Costa Rica might look like. It was along the river and waterfalls. Yeah, it was wonderful. So we're going to talk about, yeah, we're going to tell some stories about uh, camping without children or camping without kids. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about books we're reading now. We'll have halftime, which is everyone's favorite. Um, Then we're going to reflect a little bit about our feelings about the the changing stages of professional life in which we find ourselves. And we're going to end with some wand- with a Wanderlink and a Wonderlink. So that's it. So, how is life different when you're camping without your kids? Well, I'm telling you, this camping trip is different from a lot of tent camping that we've done. So, for those of you who haven't heard past episodes or know us very well, so my first camping experience with Wes was, well, we actually went on a weekend trip to New Mexico. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and kind of out in the middle of the wild and wilderness. And Anyway, it was fun. We had a great time. But my big trip was a backpacking trip, again, before we were married, um, to the Tetons. And... I mean, it was wonderful. I mean, we had a great time. Like we four, backpacked. Four yeah. Um, and it was it was fantastic. I had done some backpacking and camping. I grew up camping with my father. Um, and I had 
done some backpacking trips with um, a church, mission groups. Um, so that was fun. Um, but this was that was kind of my, um, I guess, what do you call it, a shakedown, where you kind of see if I had what it took That's to be right. an outdoor adventure wife. Adventure wife. Um, so anyway. Um, but we, and she we passed did, with flying colors, Oh, absolutely. Of and we camped in tents. But... Most of our camping experience with our children was all in a pop-up trailer or some kind of trailer. We didn't really do camping, tent camping with them. So we're kind of going back to our roots by doing tent camping. And Wes, why don't you tell them a little about the campground that we're staying in right now? So we are staying at Linville Falls RV Campground, and it's a private campground. Um, it's right off of the Blue Ridge Parkway, which is, I guess, hundreds of miles of amazing two-lane road that's completely non-commercial there are no trucks or commercial vehicles allowed there are no billboards there are no uh exits for gas stations um it is and the speed limit is 45 miles an hour the whole way and we've driven on this a little bit but um you know i did a bunch of research about a month ago I brought both of our girls up here to this area to a place called Grandfather Mountain, which we'll talk about. And we went actually backpacking in Grandfather Mountain State Park and um, went up to a place called Storyteller Rock. But of course, backpacking is, is a lot different than car camping. And so out on that trip, um, and, and actually it was visiting, I think, maybe with at the top of Grandfather Mountain, there is a store. And I had a great conversation with... I think the manager, and he told me a, a, a lot of different tips of places to check out, and one of them was Linville Falls that was just one of the most beautiful waterfalls that you can see from the parkway. So did some research, went on to TripAdvisor and other websites, um, and one of the things that I that I heard was just how amazing this bathhouse was, and you might not think that's that big of a deal, but... Oh, hot showers is a huge deal They have your 300 gallons of hot water in this bathhouse that has like six different you know separate bathrooms that each have their own uh toilet and and uh, shower and dressing area um and it's just in the middle of camp so it's divided between primitive camps or campsites that don't have hookups which is where we are and then the hookup you know sites where you know there is a fifth wheel and some different rvs and and things like that but people have electricity and water over there um, but it's just wonderful. The camp was built in the early 60s, and the owners, we learned today, are the seventh owners of this. And it is small, but it's also, <clears throat> I mean, do I talk about the weather? Because this has just been amazing. Oh, the weather is gorgeous. I mean, so light rain falls, of course, um, a, a little bit in the evenings, but the temperatures have just been in the low 90s. Oh gosh, no. Upper it's 80s? Been, it's been in the 70s. I think it's been... Was it? Yeah, it's been like high 70s. Like right now, right now it's 78. Okay, I, it, and it has, it's cool it, it today. Hasn't, it hasn't hit 80 though, I don't think. You don't think, think so? Mm -mm, no. Oh, well and it's I think just it's, been... And I think it's gotten down, maybe it's gotten into the 50s, but you know, 60s. It's just incredibly idyllic. I mean, you don't need a jacket. Um, there's no wind. There's I mean, no wind. The, I mean, the, the rain, we got quite a bit of rain last night, actually. Yeah. But I've never camped in oh, temperatures. Oh, very few bugs. Yeah. I mean, we've gotten a I few mean, bites, but but not many at all. It's just, I, I don't know. I mean, usually when we camp in Colorado in the in uh, the summer, it gets really cold at night. Oh, yeah. Because we're at altitude. 
Uh, and you've got to like wear a coat and mm-hmm. really bundle up and stuff. Yeah, layers, lots of layers but, when you're camping here, in the Rockies. I mean, it is just. I mean, it's pleasant. So it's just pleasant. We have our sleeping bags, but we're really just using a blanket. And we have. Okay, this is what's different. We're not sleeping on the ground. We're sleeping on camping cots, which yeah. I wouldn't say is like the most comfortable. I've had a hard time sleeping. I'll be honest. I've had a hard time sleeping, but. Um, part of that's because Wes doesn't have a CPAP. Um, part of that is just because it's really kind of hard to get comfortable. But it is so much better than sleeping on the ground. And it's so much nicer because we're not all cramped in there with four and five of us. You know, without the kids, um, we have so much more space. And Rosie spends most of her time up underneath my cot, so... The fireworks scared the dogs a little bit on the 4th of July and the... At but not point. bad. It but wasn't. It, it wasn't terrible. Them. They were. They were at a, a nearby. It didn't campsite. last very long, but that was. Hard. We got to a point in our marriage where Shelly was like, "I want a floor, you know, and I don't want to just have a tent." Yeah. And so that was where we had this pop-up trailer that your parents helped us buy, and that was really wonderful. It was. Um, we had so many good memories going to New Mexico, especially to Hamas Springs, which is our favorite mm-hmm. favorite place. Um, we just went back there time and time again. Um, Labor days, Memorial days. We would go right after school, would get out, and we would just pack the trailer. Mm-hmm. We had a forerunner at that time, load it up, the dogs, everybody. Oh, and this is what's really nice, too, is, like, um, we can leave things out. I mean, we're, I mean, I'm sure there are bears here in the mountains of North Carolina, but we're not having to be so intense about um, bears and animals. And we Now, we it. heard a very, very distressing sound well, it wasn't distressing it was just nights a, ago i thought at first it was a coyote but it wasn't a coyote i think it was a wolf dog is what i think it was ah, i mean it sounded the most wolf-like of any because uh, i've heard coyotes multiple times mm. and they yip and you know and it's a little you know eerie to hear them but i mean this was a howl man and i do not think it was a dog howl so well we've explored deep gap uh, what's where we've gone twice with an Airbnb and a vacation rental by owner, which is nearer to Boone. Up here in this part of the of the Blue Ridge Mountains, Boone and Blowing Rock are two of the larger towns. Today, as Shelley said, we went into a town called Banner Elk. And then we drove up to Beach Mountain, which I had really not even heard of before. There are a couple ski areas here, which I that seems weird to me too, because I don't think of North Carolina as snow skiing, but there is. And so there's Sugar Mountain and there is Beach Mountain. And uh, Beach Mountain has a wonderful bark, bark park. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm, yeah. And so the dogs got to get out there and run around and meet some friends. And then we ended up just kind of driving around and finding a lovely um, picnic spot. Picnic spot. It was a it was a pond for fishing, but then there was this river um, that had these trails, and we got to hike down. That's what Shelley was saying was was pretty uh, rugged, and uh, it was. It was exciting. I was. I'm trying to look at. I know, thing. but I don't have it up, so I'm, I'm okay. going to bring it up for you. We share our notes when we I do these. I do uh, a note in Apple Notes, which I'm using all the time. I used to use Evernote and 
I've used Google Docs or whatever, but notes are so easy. Anyway, it's really nice. I think the best thing for me is having hot running water and flush toilets and being able to wash the dishes in a wash tub with hot running water. And and that's been great. You know, camping with children is hard. Just keeping everybody clean. And it's a major effort just to wash down and um, getting ready for bed. And, you know, everybody's dirty and... Um, anyway, but this camping without kids has been lovely. Although I do miss the kids. I mean, I miss having the activity and yeah, and we have some connectivity, which is both good and bad. Yeah. So, um, so we went to Grandfather Mountain the first day and had a picnic up there, and it was beautiful. Shelley did not want to go across the swinging bridge, which was fine, um, but it's a gorgeous view up there, and um, and then we had a picnic and a little hike. And then yesterday we went to Linville Falls and we did the Upper Falls. And I want to go back at some point. We could do that tomorrow before we go back if yeah. we wanted to or on the way. Because mm-hmm. um, you can do a second hike that's shorter but it, uh, is down down below. Uh, but it is a huge canyon. And you got a special text message during our I did. Hike. We were. Um, <laughs> we haven't really heard much from Rachel. I'm hoping that we have a letter when we get home. Rachel's at basic cadet training is. at the Air Force Academy. So, I dropped her um, off last week. That she sent us a text message and was able to get a quick call. She had some questions she needed answered for her security clearance. And so she couldn't talk. It wasn't a visit, but it was great to hear her voice. And um, she sounded a little stressed, but like she was managing. So that's all good news. Okay. So before halftime, we were also going to talk about the books we are reading now. What are you reading now, Shelley? Well, I I love reading. and, And those of you who know me, I love science fiction. And so I have read this series a long time ago, or at least six or seven of them. I'm reading The Wheel of Time um, by Robert Jordan. And if anybody's ever, it's like a massive, I don't even know how many books are in this series. Have you read it before? Yes. Um, But he died actually before, and then Brandon Sanderson had to finish it up. But it's also a a series on... um, Amazon Prime, I think. So um, a video the book is just really developed and really... I mean, he's an, an amazing author, but it takes him forever to tell a story. So um, I like it because it has... Um, oh, it's magic, and it's a, a fantasy world, and um, it's strong female characters, and I enjoy all of that. So I'm on book two, and I'm kind of watching the um, TV series and reading the book at the same time. So it's been good. Awesome. And so I just finished a book called Pirates of North Carolina, which was a reprinted pamphlet from, like, the North Carolina Historical Society or Association or something. Oh, he wants to go play with those kids. These kids are all playing football, and he just wants to go play with them. Um, And so anyway, that was was interesting. just learned a little bit of, you know, North Carolina history and um, thinking about, you know, pre-colonial as well as colonial and Civil War times. Bit. And, uh, yeah, it is breaking a little bit. And, but there's the suns. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's beautiful. Oh, wow. Yeah, look at it coming We down. should have a rainbow if I look on Yeah, we might. We'll have to go look for it. Yeah. And so, but then I'm also, I'm, I I really have to force myself to read books now because um, I, I tend to just read more short form articles you know, and blogs and stuff like that. But I have been uh, reading a book called Christ or Caesar, Caesar, Church and Nation in Christian Perspective. It's by Alan H. Harvey and Carl S. Hoffman. I'm going to actually do a whole review on it. I think I've got one more chapter left. It's a pretty quick read. But, man, it is so important 
because we have a large number of folks confused today about, well, basically subscribing to to nationalism instead of patriotism. You guys can, yeah, you can dub the dog. That's moose. I'm wanting to play with you. All right. Oh, mommy just knocked over the table. All right. So anyway, um, that's a great book, and I'm gonna uh, I'll share if you follow me on on Facebook or Twitter or somewhere else. I <laughs> I will share um, a review of that later. But I think we need to do halftime. The kids are playing with the dogs, and then when we come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about um, the feelings we have about our changing stages of professional life, um, which are definitely dif- different today. And we'll do our Wonderlink and Wanderlink. This episode of Wes and Shelley Shares is brought to you by Cook with Wes. Cook with Wes is my, Wes Fryer's, personal passion project, sharing lots of food photos, a few recipe videos, lots of barbecue and smoked meat adventures, and many other recipes from my indoor and outdoor kitchens. You can find all our family recipes on food.westfryer.com and follow Cook with Wes on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. If you're on Mastodon, and really, why not, since Twitter has become a bit of a dumpster fire, you can search for the hashtag CookWithWes to find my latest food shares there. Well, I did start a separate YouTube channel for CookWithWes, but I've continued to post most of my cooking videos on YouTube on my main channel. You can access the complete playlist at wfryer.me cook. Thanks for tuning in to Wes and Shelley Shares. I hope to see you on social media on one of the channels for Cook with Wes. All right. Well, welcome back from halftime. We have had an interaction with a lot of kids playing with the dogs and a downpour of rain. But now the sun is back out and the kids are back. And we are going to talk about how we feel about our changing stage of professional life because it's a little bit different for each of us. So, Shelly, where are you with your feelings this summer looking towards August and the fall? Well, I've definitely had mixed feelings. Um, I think on the last podcast, we um, let everybody know that I had resigned my position at Shiloh Valley Elementary School and that I would be joining Wes at Providence Day School. I'll be working as a teaching assistant in the fifth grade Um, with a teacher who does language arts and science. So um, (laughs) I've been in and out of targets and all of the um, back to school stuff is coming out and I'm thinking, oh, and then wait, no, I don't have to get a classroom ready. I mean, so in one way, it's kind of nice not to be thinking about spending money getting a classroom ready and thinking about what my classroom theme is going to be and how can I make my room inviting for students and um but in in another part it's it's a little different because you don't know what to expect or what's coming up or um I am really beginning to enjoy the thought and idea that I don't really have to make lesson plans anymore and um I don't have to grade papers or have parent-teacher conferences, and I know I'll have a lot of other responsibilities, and and 100%, I want to support the classroom teacher on whatever it is that she's doing, but to not have to be the one, quote, in charge, I think feels pretty good. In this time of, um, well, just the whole year, and also considering 
other jobs and what you might want to do or whatever, it seems like you've really settled on space as something that you're super passionate about. You want to talk at all about that in terms of... No, I was talking about that this morning, about, um, you know, I have loved um, science, teaching science. Um, I love doing design thinking um, activities. I've, I've really enjoyed coding in robotics, but I think the thing that I really have enjoyed the most, just because it's a, it's a passion project of mine, is space education and and opening those doors of wonder and curiosity and adventure to to students and um, i'm hoping i will be able to maybe have an after school club or some opportunity to participate in that i definitely we did not get to go to the seek conference this year um which is the space educators conference um in houston at the johnson yes. space center um but i'm hoping to maybe participate in that again and maybe participate in some other activities you know so there's some nonprofits that i want to look into um about and see if i can volunteer and work with teachers and students in that capacity but um anyway i think um definitely the possibilities i um am looking forward to for this next school year Ooh, I am looking forward to teaching um, some different classes next year. Last year, I just taught a computer applications or media literacy class and then robotics. Well, and then I also did an intro to engineering. So this year, I'll still do intro to engineering and computer applications, but I'll also do an intermediate coding and also, um, well, I guess those are the three, those are the three classes I'll be, I'll be doing. Um... And so I've, I've, I've got a bunch of work still to do this summer, um, getting my courses materials loaded into Canvas and then looking at how I want to design those courses. But um, I have I, I did a little bit of writing this summer. We've been gone a lot, which has been wonderful uh, to spend time with family and uh, to be able to, um, I think, really help Shelly. Oh, gosh. Process. Process and detox and heal. Uh, heal. Yeah, my word is healing. Heal from the trauma of the last year, which was not all trauma, but it was some significant trauma. And so finding ways, just like with this camping trip, to to be able to, um, you know, get in touch with things we love, nature, <laughs> wineries, uh, travel, you know, seeing new places, um, just being able to to spend time together, reading. These are things that fill Shelly's cup um, and mine as well. And uh, she said yesterday she felt cherished. That is an awesome thing. So I think that one of the great things about being in the empty nest is the opportunity for us to, you know, develop our relationship. And I told her I felt like this was sort of almost like a honeymoon. You know, it's it's been a long time since we were just the two of us you know, camping, and um, it's really lovely. Yes, we miss our children, but, you know, there's so many things that we, um, I think, are just growing together with and having the chance to reflect and being able to be in beautiful places. And goodness gracious, we're so, so thankful to be in places that are cool. You know, it's just been excruciatingly hot in many parts of the uh, United States and North America. And so we just continue to fall more and more in love with with North Carolina, um, you know, we have some wonderful friends and wonderful relationships back in Oklahoma uh, and people that we miss for sure. 
but we are so, so happy and so thankful that we made this move last summer. We're also very thankful to not be making that move this summer and, and to not have all of that, you know, trauma and upheaval. So Wes, um, we've talked a little bit about what I'm doing this next year. What are some of the things that you are thinking about as, um, you've mentioned an innovator, um, so, so what does that mean in, as, in a role as to what you're going to be doing next year? Well, you know, it's really interesting whenever you come into a new situation of any kind, um, but a school kind of getting the lay of the land. Um, and then, you know, expectations and roles are different. And so where I came into my last school as the director of technology and really had a, a positional opportunity to... I think really leads some innovation and some, um, you know, creative learning initiatives on different fronts. And then also do a lot of really mundane things like, you know, update, you know, update a phone system and, uh, you know, keep, keep a switch network running when you had storms and power outages and there was just so many different things. But anyway, um, I'm a classroom teacher and I'm, I'm in the, you know, in a, a department whose first letter I stands for innovation. Um, but kind of, I, you know, I have a desire to be able to share some things. I've been an instructional coach for years, but I'm, I don't have that formal role in my school now. So I don't know. It's, I think I'm going to write a letter to my principal later this summer with some ideas, um, about some things I'd love to share um, I'm really excited about digital storytelling. Um, we may have an opportunity. I, I, I think I'll have an opportunity this fall to work with our county librarian uh, for Family History Month and do a series on family oral history. And then we were just messaging with the lady who's getting together our church retreat for this fall. And I had mentioned on Facebook, you know, how I might want to do, it might be great to do some oral history interviews with some members of our church about some of the the um, community mission and social, I don't know what you call it, social justice, just just mission, I guess, that our church is engaged in, um, you know, serving um, people no. that are in affordable housing, um, you know, ho- folks who are experiencing homelessness, um, serving the poor, um, and just serving, you know, members of the community. And so, anyway, uh, I hope some of that will spill over into school as well, but... You know, it's just interesting. Schools are interesting when you get into a school and you learn about the personalities and the dynamics and things like that. There's just, there's a whole, there's so much that, that you know is not on the website and it's not something you necessarily, you know, see right away off the bat. And there's things that you learn about, about the ways that, uh, you know, people operate and, in innovation, creativity is a is an interesting thing. So I hope that I'll be able to share some of those those passions and some of those ideas um, with other teachers and and with colleagues as well. But I'm really looking forward to you coming to PD. What do you have any um, concerns or you are you um, what are, what are your feelings besides you? It's it is a little weird going from teacher to teacher assistant, and you've talked about. Looking forward to not having to do lesson plans and stuff like that. But uh, you're going to have some more time on your hands, I think. I know. And that's you, why what, I was talking about I wanted to do some work with the nonprofit stuff. Do I you mean, want to talk I think, more about that? No, or? not really. Because I'm, no. 
Okay. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about our wonderlinks and our wonderlinks, and I think we're we're gonna be done. So, uh, Grandfather Mountain. For people that don't know, what is it's that? Definitely our wanderlink. So, Grandfather Mountain is a really amazing area, um, and it used to be part of a very large thousands of acres. Um, and the the gentleman who owned it was a naturalist. He was a photographer, and um, he really was into um, nature education and protecting nature and protecting wildlife. And um, anyway, I guess when he passed away, well, he had started um, some education, nature education um, mm-hmm. opportunities um, to just talk about the animals that were here and the flowers that are here Mildred the, the bear the ways that we can um you know protect natural beauty um because it's a very biodiverse area mm-hmm. that we're in yeah and so um and then when he passed away i think his children um sold that portion about of two, it two-thirds of yeah. it they sold to the be yeah. state park to be a state anyway so it's got an education center it's got um some animal habitats um where they have some bald eagles and some black bears and cougars and elk kind of some of the animals that are in this area um naturally and um it's just well done beautifully done um uh, has a swinging bridge and beautiful panoramic views that you can you can see of the Appalachian Mountains and um, anyway so it's just a well, it is fee based so you do pay to get in or we have a membership so we plan on coming up Wes brought the girls up here and then we've been here now and we plan on coming again and just a wonderful place to continue to explore and hike and and um, lots of trails to explore and um, anyway we've really enjoyed that. She hurt? Yeah, she got hurt. Like, this other one's going back to teach. Tell mom. Um, so, Grandfather Mountain is touted as the number one tourist attraction in North Carolina. I don't know if that's if that's true or not, but it, maybe at some time it has been. Um, it is in this whole area, as I've mentioned, near Boone, near Blowing Rock, near Banner Elk, and... Um, Oh, the Highland Games are going. I've never even heard of them before. You know something about the Highland Games. 30,000 people, I guess, are descending upon Grandfather Mountain right now for the four-day Highland Games. And so we've added that to our bucket list. What is that, and why do you want to come back for it, Shelley? Well, I don't know exactly what it is. I mean, it is a gathering of the clans, so a true gathering of the clans. I guess there are a lot of scholarly Scottish people in this area and um, land grants um, that were granted to them. A lot of immigrant have immigrated over. Um, but um, anyway, this is one, like you said, the largest. It's like an Olympics almost, I yeah. think, isn't it? Uh-huh. So, um, and I think it dates back a long time, you know. So there's different Highland Games right. in different places, but this is the largest one right. in, Music the, and, in the United yeah. States, and so... Games that they participate in. But there's, yeah, that's a so lot of people. We didn't attend so. because um, we have the dogs, and I don't, we, yeah. it's not something we Probably can take Probably not dogs dog to. friendly, so... But, but maybe we'll come back. Yeah, I would later. love to come back, absolutely. So the book that I read, the Diana Gabaldon series, um, Outlander, um, a big chunk and portion of that is they um, live here in North Carolina and so um, 
you know, that always makes me think of that too. So. Right. Okay. Uh, so that is our one wander link. And mm-hmm. then our wonder link is. Well, it's not really, I mean, we usually try to make it a link, but um, since Rachel has gone off to be a cadet and is participating in basic candidates training. Basic cadet training. Yeah. That thing. Um, anyway, they have this thing called web guy and they have, photographers kind of like party pics you know and back in the day um but they go out and they take pictures all the time of all of the students and doing all the various things and so they post the pictures each day and i'm in a facebook group of the squadron that rachel is in um demon squadron something something 16 i don't know i'm still working on my a flight yeah that thing so anyway, but they post pictures all the time. And so in this group, we're always talking about, oh, I found a picture of my, because they're all just candid shots. They're not planned. And so you just have to comb through hundreds of, of pictures to try to find a picture of your child. And so um, it's interesting just how much time is spent um, either communicating with other parents or moms or dads of other cadets or looking at pictures and trying to find pictures today. Um, somebody had posted a picture of their child with a group of students, and I found Rachel within that. And um, So anyway, it's just kind of fun. So we're in a private Facebook group for, for all parents, and then they have chats within that for each squadron. So it uh, is pretty fascinating, and it's, you know, I think it's, it's both good and bad, but I think it's probably more good, you know, to give parents a chance to be connected to others, to be able to commiserate, to be able to ask questions, um, be able to celebrate. And it's also just interesting, right, to gain some insight because parents will share, you know, what when they heard from their cadet and what they said. And, you know, it just ranges from there was, you know, a female here a day or so ago we heard about who's ready to quit and she transitioned into the tra- there is a transition squadron and you know there's some real difficulties like that and then there's you there's know, others where we were comparing like, oh we can find them looking at their shoes everybody look at their shoes they've got their running shoes on they were running but some of them so. also said it was just like summer camp you yeah. know or you know that it just and then it's somebody was a, who was a preppy you know the prep school was harder you know this is some some kids some parents are getting letters already from their cadets and others haven't gotten anything some are getting text messages and you know, so right. there's a lot of FOMO sometimes. Well, and if any of you listening to this know Rachel, we I would like to write a letter to her. That would be wonderful. It really is a big deal to receive mail, especially during the six weeks of basic cadet training, which will be in until, you know, the, about the middle of August. So if you're interested, you can reach out and message either Shelly or I. and We will give you her address and you can send her a letter. And that would be absolutely wonderful. So... All right. Well, I think we've done it again. We've talked here for uh, a little over 30 minutes. So, That's awesome. Shelly, how can people connect with you when they're not listening to our podcast? Well, definitely connect with me on Facebook, um, Shelly Fryer. Um, and I don't really tweet anymore. Um, but if you want to get a copy of this podcast, you can go to ShellyFryer.com slash podcasts. And, and we have all of our, what did you say, 16 or 17 episodes? This is episode 16. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. That's fantastic. Anyway, so you can um, also find us on um, Spotify. Spotify or Pocket. Apple Podcast or Podcast or whatever your podcast listening source is. So. Awesome. All right. And you can find me at westfriar.com, westfriar.com slash after. 
and I, I probably need to update that a little bit um, to make it a little, little friendlier, but I've got links to all the channels of where I share, and I'm on Facebook as well as still on Twitter, but on other social media Well, and definitely platforms. cooking with Wes. Oh, that's right. Everyone's heard the ad, so... And, <laughs> what? oh, yes, you want to tell them, well, what did we have for dinner last night? She's already forgotten. It was so amazing. They were... Oh, the pork carnitas, yes. Well, everything you make is amazing, honey. You're very nice. Yes, everything you make so, is So, yeah, amazing. I brought some pulled pork that I had smoked, actually, back in June, but I had frozen, and so... Uh, Anyway, I made a little video, and I'm going to definitely add that. I haven't added a recipe to my cooking website in a while, and I will do that. So until next time, we encourage everybody to stay curious. Go outside. And keep exploring. Adios. Wes and Shelley Share is a weekly podcast recorded and published on Sundays by Wesley and Shelley Fryer of Matthews, North Carolina. Learn more and find links to connect on social media to Wes and Shelley by visiting shellyfriar.com slash podcast. Content on this podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Only 3.0 license. The Wes and Shelley Share podcast is recorded and published with Anchor and distributed on all major podcast channels, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and more. Please share our show on social media and tell others about us. Let us know on Facebook or via other means what you like about the show, that you're listening, and if you have any suggestions for future episodes. Stay curious, go outside, and keep exploring.